What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast AT Efficiency with Scott Mullet. Scott has been doing lots of work with data, and he's going to tell us just some about how he got just appointed to the COPA Data Analysis something or other committee. Uh, he's going to talk about that in just a second, but um, he's joining me here live on the Sports Medicine Broadcast as we're celebrating National Athletic Training Month, and we're really looking at owning our impact and showing and demonstrating our value in real-life numbers and terms and not just he's valuable or it's important, but this is the return on investment. This is... Uh, what I'm worth. This is what I'm saving the company with each athletic trainer that we have employed. Those type numbers, real life numbers that can speak to and be presented to uh, your company, your boss, the community, that kind of thing. And actually part of Scott's story he's going he's gonna to talk about is the, his company was going through some layoffs and the reason he kept his job was because he had those numbers and that data. And so uh, just a little bit about Scott before we get started is he was the founder and owner of AT Efficiency. He got his master's from Kent State University as well as his bachelor's. He's worked in the secondary school setting, currently in the industrial setting, because I was talking about just a second ago. Uh, But his goal is to advocate the value of athletic trainers in all setting. So again, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash AT Efficiency. I am your host, Jeremy Jackson. Scott, welcome to the show. Jeremy, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Happy National Athletic Trainers Month. It's an exciting time for athletic training. So, uh, yeah, as you heard, um, Kent State University, a proud golden flash here. Um, And just going a little bit about my background, too. I was at the secondary school for six years and had the opportunity to come along uh, actually via LinkedIn, uh, which my current employer found me on, to... um, to roll into the uh, occupational setting. And um, I have just been absolutely blown away by our opportunities and the need to show our value here, um, not only for the occupational setting, but for all settings in athletic training. And they kind of rolled into the the creation of ATP efficiency. So uh, as Jeremy discussed, um, in the in the beginning, so um, this this data collection idea uh, started in late 2016, um, and data collection for athletic training is nothing new. It's been going on for several decades now, but I think it's now more important than ever, just because we're seeing the changing shift in healthcare. Right, so healthcare costs are rising, premiums are rising. And a lot of different um, practitioners or even Medicaid, Medicare are moving to a value-based model. And we've seen that now currently with the Merit Incentive Program. It focuses on value and the value of the practitioner performing that particular um, treatment. So um, late 2016, I started a pilot tracking value utilizing CPT coding. So... Uh, in the occupational setting, this uh, is uh, has been done, and, and, is, and it currently is being done uh, in, in several different other um, uh, with several different other organizations. But uh, so I started this, and um, you know, just saw the the uh, the immediate response from not only my employer but the stakeholders of our company. So uh, I am at uh, I have a clinic here. 
at a power utilities company and um, here 40 hours a week and we offer workplace ergonomics and office ergonomics athletic trainer programs for work-related non-work-related musculoskeletal discomfort so uh, individuals that are experiencing anything uh, aches and pains they come down and schedule an appointment with me generally go through some exercises and stretches and um you know, looking at the impact of that throughout the whole company, it's been four years, the morale has increased. We're seeing a dramatic decrease in lost time injuries uh, and recordable injuries as well. So taking advantage of that, uh, so looked at the CPT coding. So uh, we have like evaluations that are done by uh, physical therapists in the clinic or any type of exercise program that's been done by uh, a clinician, there's going to be a cost associated with that, of course, right? Uh, so I applied those costs to what the employer would have had to pay if they would have sent these individuals out to a clinic, right? So I uh, went through that for about a year as a pilot program. And after the first year, looked at the numbers and just at one site uh, saved the employer $462,000 in cost savings for musculoskeletal uh, injuries. Applied that to a report, presented them to the, presented it to them. They absolutely loved it. Um, and from there, uh, the report had helped increase the worth of the company that I'm uh, that I work for during my day job. But it also uh, helped increase the salaries of the athletic trainers. The first year that uh, we looked at a data collection and the return on investment uh, increased my salary by 8%. Great, so we rolled it into a second year with another athletic trainer and uh, applying some other different tactics and techniques. Uh, saved, that, saved the employer at two sites, $4.1 million, which is a 2,000% return on investment or for every one dollar that that company is spending on our services they're saving uh, twenty dollars so with that rolling into that second year salary increased twenty percent right so looking at so looking at um utilizing value and data to to our advantage as athletic trainers if i can do this for myself what can i do for others across the profession. So that uh, manifested into um, AT efficiency, which is uh, a data collection analytics, uh, small business that I run. And what I look at is I look at a um, little bit of consulting, but setting up ways for organizations, the sports medicine community to collect their data, show their data, show their value and produce that value to those stakeholders to increase opportunities and hopefully um, uh, salaries for athletic trainers. So um, I've been doing this for about a year and it's probably one of the best professional decisions I've ever made in my entire life to, to start this up, getting a lot of attention. And one of the main goals behind AT Efficiency was to have discussions with athletic trainers across the country on value and how to show their value. And that has been, um, that has come to fruition. Every week I'm on the phone with somebody talking to them about this, 
people are interested and it's it's just well moving into the next decade 2020 right we're going to see a huge increase in ats showing their value within their uh, settings all right so you covered a whole lot in in just that one little bit there so at efficiency again it's a basically a data collection um and then demonstration so it's not just here's a whole bunch of data but here's the data here's the value of it here's some you know charts and graphs and that kind of thing there to to demonstrate it to make it look pretty i know uh, alicia pennington posted some stuff on uh their social media about the work that you've done is showing the the roi type thing there so um let's go obviously those numbers are ridiculous 462 two thousand dollars in one year and that led to an eight percent increase in your salary and then 4.1 million dollars between two different sites which led to a 20 percent increase in your salary so a 28 percent increase in your salary in two years while saving uh what 4.5 million dollars mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of cost so, or whatever yeah. so so, so th- there's always there's always um a question about, you know, where are these numbers coming from and how are we collecting these numbers? And, you know, for the profession, I, I encourage to be challenged with this just because these are, are staggering numbers. But there's a few different things. I've done a bunch of research on this for the last year and a half. Okay. So one thing that comes, especially in the occupational setting, but this can go into different settings, right? So it's just not limited to here. One thing is that there's an indirect cost associated with any type of procedures that are being done. So individuals, you know, can debate on whether or not we use CPT codes from other professions like PT. And there, there, there's better ways to do it out there. Uh, really haven't got to that point yet, but I'm looking to figure it out. And again, this is my lifelong project. So I expect to be working on this, you know, 30 years from now, still looking at this AT value and um, refining it because it's always going to change. This is the starting point right now. This is the infancy of looking at our value. So what do we need to do? We need to look at baselines. So say for instance, we do a, uh, you know, an evaluation, right? And that's X amount of dollars. So let's just say it's a hundred dollars in a clinic to do an evaluation. It's, it's probably a little bit too high, but just for, for sake of conversation. So there's going to be an indirect cost associated with that. So it's easy to compare it to the uh, industrial workplace. So when you do that, uh, you're gonna add. You're gonna multiply that by four to six times the direct cost. So a fi- uh, a one hundred dollar evaluation, with incorporating our indirect costs, is going to be a total of five hundred dollars total when you when you add everything together, right? So what does that say? So an indirect cost is the time lost that the individual has to go to the doctor, the time that they're spent waiting, and there's actually a study that was conducted uh, at Stanford University in, two, in actually 1980s. It's been re- refined a little bit, but OSHA uses these numbers to, to clarify that for every uh, direct cost, there's a four to six 
times indirect costs as related to some sort of musculoskeletal injury. Now to take this a step further, and if, and this is an important website, it's the OSHA Safety Pays Estimator. And if you go on Google and type it in, you can look at the, uh, the cost of specific injuries if they were to in occur in the workplace. So say for instance, we have a muscle strain. Oh, that's like a, that's like a $30,000 injury that OSHA has estimated with their this cost savings estimator. And then you're going to multiply that by, uh, by the indirect cost. So that muscle strain is going to be a $69,000. So you apply that to the work, and I've applied that to the work that I'm doing in the occupational setting. Right. So that's how we get these these numbers. And uh, again, where they get these numbers is the average of the insurance claims that were um, that were brought up uh, for from the Council of Insurance. Um, I have to I have to look up at that, but it's on the safety pays estimator and it's right there. And um, I cite that a lot when I do my reports too. And these are these are valid numbers. So it's it's extremely important for us to utilize these resources to our advantage. All right. So again, you're looking at the industrial setting. And so there's athletic trainers working in the professional, in the college and the high school setting. You said there's people reaching out to you each and every week saying, hey, how can I do this? Um, you know, and Adam, we've been talking so much about showing your value, but also asking your value and not giving things away for free. So looking at me in the high school, how would I do this? Because there's no real cost for time loss, right? And so what are some of the things that you are doing to adjust this for like the high school setting? Mm -hmm. So uh, high school's high school is a little bit different. I'll go into a few different uh, avenues with that. But first and foremost, with the high school athletic trainer, what is going to help with your value the most is documentation, right? So as athletic trainers, in the past, we haven't been the best at documentation. We're getting much, much better, and we will continue to get much better. However, we are in a position that with our documentation, we're not getting essentially, excuse me, paid to have good notes to submit for um, um, referrals um, and you know other claims. Uh, that are necessary to help us with reimbursement. However, I think what's going to what's most helpful for a high school athletic trainer is taking detailed notes, getting good measurements on a specific uh, um, joints, utilizing goniometers, uh, patient reported outcomes and surveys. You know, develop the survey for um, um, a group that. Um, has several high schools and uh, utilizing their uh, patient reported outcomes on not only from the uh, athlete's perspective, but from the parent's perspective and from the school administration's perspective, as well as the coach's perspective to get their insight. So uh, if you're working out of a hospital system, 
how likely is that parent going to go to that hospital based off of the athletic trainer service at that school? So a lot of high schools out there work through um, hospital systems and they need to justify that with referrals. I'll get into a little bit more about that. When we go into documentation, here's an example that I'm working on right now that I have, um, and I and I release uh, papers every every quarter now, just because it's there's a lot of information and doing some research. But this one's going to come out in the, in the summer, and it gives an example of how a secondary school athletic trainer can track. Uh, can essentially demonstrate their value. So what we need to do is we need to look at documentation and we need to look at the injuries that we're putting into our documents, uh, our notes, right? So an example of this would be that at the end of a season, say for instance, the girls soccer, soccer season, uh, you've identified that there were uh, nine injuries. So that related into one or more days of lost participation. So four of those injuries were knee-related injuries, or it's going to be around 44% of those injuries. So you look at all the knee injuries just because they were the highest ones on site. And again, this is an example. So we can use different types of body parts if we're seeing a spike. But what we do is we look at that. And we get that data and we get those numbers and we read through those notes and we discern what was the cause of those knee injuries. Was it a ligament tear? Was it a bruise? Was it a, was it cartilage? What was going on? Uh, again, as an example, you identified that three of those four knee injuries were soft tissue related. So you go to a coach you develop and say, hey, here's my plan. We need to really focus on lower body. And you do some research and, you, for example, the FIFA 11s, a low, good lower body program for soccer athletes. You get that, you develop that, uh, and you implement that postseason, and you work with the coaches to train them and get them through that and work with the athletes. And you have that them incorporate that into their training and warm-up routine. And then after the next season, you do a comparative analysis and you look at, well, did my program and my research within my notes and documentation, did that help reduce injuries? And if it did, what you do is, you know, you can document that and say, hey, this is my value here. And that's an example of what's called instrumental value. And it's a means to an end. So a lot of people can say that a lot of people in a good example of this is money. Money is an instrumental value. So it's a means to an end. Well, in this case, we're utilizing data as a means to an end to correct pro to correct uh, any defects and reduce injuries. Because when you look at athletic trainers, we are the only healthcare professionals that I can think of that focus and are strong primarily with injury prevention and being proactive versus reactive. We can use that to our advantage to show our value. Yeah, I've heard that quite a bit that we are preventative medicine. And if we do that, you know, I've heard the, the numbers that an ounce of preventative medicine is better than a pound of rehab or rehabilitative medicine or whatever it is, um, you know, for whatever that's worth. But 
Um, all right, so we're, again, with the secondary school, it may not look the same as a dollar value, but it could be days lost. And we had uh, two kids, ACL surgery. One of them, I think, missed like nine days of school. One of them missed like 30 days of school because the one that missed 30 days was doing all of his rehab offsite, pretty much nothing with us. And then the one that missed like nine days pretty much did everything with us. Like he almost didn't go to PT at all. And the the one that missed nine days actually had a more complicated surgery and ended up having to have like a uh, go in and not, I don't know, not a revision, but it had to go in there and clean up some of the scar tissue. And so um, it's interesting to see things like that. But again, there's no real dollar value because they don't count, you know, days missed or whatever. Um, it's like the average daily attendance in the high school. So, well, I mean, there, there's, there's, so if you look at that though, there's an indirect cost associated with that and it falls on the parent. So the parent would have to take time off from work to take their, their child to uh, the physical therapist, to the doctor, uh, they're losing. They're losing wages. They're losing uh, paid time off that they can be using, utilizing that for for vacation, et cetera. So, um, having an athletic trainer on site, though, and having and and using them as the prime motivators to do any type of rehab is going to help with that indirect cost. And you know, that's something. When I talk to secondary school athletic trainers about this, I say that's still the dollar, the, the dollar value is still something that you can collect and you can present that to those parents too. And what I usually recommend is to do like on a case by case basis. And that's going to help with that value too. So we could use that to our advantage in ways that, okay, if we need some new equipment, right? Um, like say for instance, we need a new ice machine. We need a new, um, some form of, 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 of rehab equipment within the athletic training room and there's no budget there. Well, if you're collecting that, that, that data, um, you can present that even to first starting with your athletic director, then working your way up to hopefully the school board. Uh, but that goes into having some, uh, uh, monetary value towards, you know, what you're doing on site in regards to even preventing uh, and reducing the need for unnecessary visits to the ER, which can be extremely expensive. But how many how many parents have you heard of, um, you know, that that you've talked to that you know had sp- someone had sprained an ankle and they went to the ER just for a mild ankle sprain. Um, you know, that's, that's a common occurrence. So if we're reducing the need for unnecessary visits to the emergency room, that's a value to the community in general. Very important. All right. Um, you mentioned being put on the COPA data analysis committee. Talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that. Yeah. So, um, so really what what the NATA is geared to do is uh, focus on the data and outcomes of of what we're doing. Um, I'm, I'm at this time unclear on the the specific direction, but a lot of it has to do with what 
you and I discussed um, in, in, in developing documents for them and promoting this to, to the athletic trainers. Now for Ohio, I'm the chair of their COPA and we've done some really good work, not only with the value, but we're also focusing on um, population health, which is another big topic in, in athletic training. Um, and that's going to focus around mental health and the opioid epidemic and how athletic trainers can help out uh, within their settings. Uh, so we, we have some documents on that to, to provide to parents that they can look at. And as far as the... Um, uh, the, uh, the the data collection goes. I've actually developed a uh, spreadsheet um, that that breaks everything down. That I'm hoping to present uh, and, and to kickstart this uh, this uh, data analytics and outcomes. And you know, hopefully, some of my goals would include to help uh, work on any type of outcome studies and research. I think what's going to be extremely important here is if we have good valid research to present to not only our uh, members of the profession, but to, you know, the community in general. And this is going to be helpful for us. Earlier you had mentioned you're doing like a quarterly paper. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about that and then also where we can find that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, I, I post on, on my Facebook business Facebook page, but the the archives of that are on uh, my website atefficiency.com. I think I excuse me sent you a, a link to that. But what I'm doing is I, I'm investigating different uh, forms of value. So we have uh, uh, have an article on Adam and, and David, you know what they're doing, what they've done with Innovate AT. Um, you know, so the value that's associated with that group and how that discussion has just exploded over the last year and a half and how many athletic trainers out there have uh, seen the value of their services. And when we look at that type of value with that website, it's going to be more of an intrinsic value. So we say, all right, uh, you know, we value this type of website because not only is it connecting us with other athletic trainers across the entire country, but we're learning more information about this and utilizing it. Uh, just this morning, there was a, a link posted on something that I'm extremely interested in, and I'm going to check it out. And it's that's a valuable resource for me. Uh, I've also looked into uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the public safety, right? So I uh, wrote an article about that, uh, looking at you know, how important ATs are in public safety, much like industrial, um, looked at leadership, right? Leadership, and you've had that discussion several times and um, quite recently yesterday, but there's there's a value in, in athletic trainers being leaders in their own rights within their own organization. Um, and uh, did uh, two articles for... Uh, Ortho AT News, that's uh, one of the new publications out there, but looking at collaborative care between athletic trainers and, and team physicians. So looked at, you know, how athletic trainers are being utilized to show value within the, uh, the um, physician setting practice, 
but also looking at the reverse effect. So what are um, athletic trainers, uh, what, are, what are doctors valuing from athletic trainers? And what is our ability to be multifaceted professionals and to help them out and to reduce the, you know, their work time. Um, and then lastly, uh, I told you about two one of the articles I'm working on for the summer, but uh, quite recently for the springtime, and I'm excited about this one because it's the it's the information that I presented to you, and it's it's uh, safety in the athletic trainer. So, occupational athletic trainers and how in their role within a safety department, and I want to get into that too because at the current practice I'm at. Uh, and you discussed it earlier, there, there was about a year ago, um, budget cuts, right? Um, and for an athletic trainer in the occupational set, uh, setting, we work closely with um, safety professionals, industrial hygiene professionals, looking at the, those individuals look at the hair quality. And, and one of the, the, the sad sides of business is the budget cuts, right? Um, so we had a phenomenal safety department. Uh, some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life, so intelligent, but unfortunately uh, they had lost, they lost their jobs um, due to this budget cuts. And um, at the time it was extremely hard uh, for me to, uh, to, to my colleague to cope with that. But, you know, still close with these individuals, still talking to them. But uh, like you said, having those metrics and some other things helped. Again, I'm, I'm a contractor and I don't have overhead like uh, healthcare benefits or any type of pension. So that, that was helpful in that way. But, you know, the, the value of the program did, did help in those metrics and those numbers. So with that article, looking at the, the safety professional and my experience, you know, helping them out uh, at the time that they were here. Um, but, you know, there are still safety professionals here, but it's more or less scattered and they're, they're satellites. So um, it's kind of how that works right now. Yeah. All right. So you're but, still working yeah. full time in the industrial setting. Um, oh yeah. You started AT efficiency. So tell mm -hmm. me, what do you, do you feel like AT efficiency looks like in 10 years? Yeah, it's a great question because, um, it's, it, it's very hard to say. So, um, for anyone that's looking to start a business or to, in their working full time is my first recommendation is to start very slow. Right. Uh, what I did is instead of instead of spending hours and hours on and writing a business plan, I started with a lean startup and a lean startup is just one one page and it breaks it down into brackets and you essentially focus on what goals you want to achieve, uh, who your partners are going to be. And it's one sentence and it, it explains all of that. So. My lean startup has changed already twice because uh, I not only did I start just focusing on um, data collection and analytics, but now that evolved into consulting, right? So talking to 
to individuals and coaching them through how they can perform this within their organization. Uh, well, that's even changed a little bit further and just tweaked it because now I'm focusing a little bit more now on, on economics and how the, the economic impact of athletic trainers in the business realm uh, can be impactful. In 10 years, uh, what I'd like to see is um, AT efficiency to incorporate more technology, to partner with, with EMRs, to help them uh, replicate some of these value-saving uh, strategies that are right now just, just, done on, um, just done with spreadsheets. But I would like to, again, partner more with, with EMRs and to get more involved with, with technology because technology is going to be extremely important to help with this, to organizing this data a little bit better. Um, just because right now it's, it's for the most part all, all over the place and having a, a systematic procedure and approach to this and to incorporate more problem-solving skills for everyday occurrence within the profession of athletic training and how as health care providers, we can evolve into uh, uh, to a higher level um, at uh, by collecting data and showing showing metrics. So that's what I'm that's what I'm uh, excited about. And when I look at AT efficiency and myself as a professional, I'm seeing it as every six months I see that there's been change and there's been good change, and that's exciting. I have, there's been no backstepping. It's all been going up and up. And it's been essential for me to start slow at this point because I don't feel so overwhelmed and I'm going at my own pace. I love the job that I have now, my day job with the occupational setting, and I'm learning so much about it and how to apply this. And I still need that experience, and you've talked about it earlier this week, to gain credibility about the, the um, information I'm collecting. So there's still a long way to go, but it's getting better and better and better uh, each, I would say each and every day. All right, so again, you're talking about you're relatively young as a company, the startup, and we've been talking you know, about AT-owned businesses. That's kind of the series that we're doing here for um, National Athletic Training Month. So tell me a little bit more about the process of just starting. And the first time we talked, you said you didn't have any um, real background in statistical analysis and those kind of things, stuff that you've kind of picked up and learned. So Tell me a little bit more about that background and how you decided to make that move. Yeah, so uh, like I said uh, at the beginning, you know, looking at uh, starting this pilot program and and just using um, using Excel spreadsheets and using documents to um, you know to chart progress. That's what I like to see, and that's what essentially turned into my passion as far as. Now, I don't have a, a statistical background, um, but by, by looking at these numbers and by going through the procedure, that helped inspire me to continue with this. Um, and like I discussed, 
before is just if I can do this for myself, can I do this for others? And the answer is yes. We've already done that, and we'll continue to do that. So, um, so in in my day job, uh, one of the things that I like most about it is the problem solving aspect. So when you look at the uh, the industrial um, area, a lot of times I'm going to go and and do uh, an industrial ergonomic assessment for, you know, just yesterday I did one in, on a manufacturing floor. So these people are experiencing a lot of discomfort in their day job and it's affecting them not only at work, but at home. So a lot of that has to do with their machine setup and how everything is, is working. So a lot of it has to go into performing the analysis of the work they're doing looking at their biomechanics, looking at their anatomy, and looking how they're performing the job. So for an example, um, you know, just, just someone just lifting up a door that weighs about two pounds, well, they're opening and closing that a total of 200 times a day. So they're experiencing, um, experiencing shoulder discomfort. So they're having muscle spasms, inflammation in there. But by looking at that job, and by making some engineering modifications to, instead of having a horizontal handle, which puts your, your shoulders in an awkward position when opening something up, put it in a vertical handle. So now you have a more neutral position to do that. So there's been jobs where I've looked into to analyzing and problem solving for industrial workers, um, which again, manifested into problem solving and, and doing analysis for the athletic trainer. So bringing that to, you know, my passion, my profession. And a lot of times you're using numbers and we need, need to do outcomes research as a result of, well, was this modification for this particular machine effective? Was this, is this reducing their, their rate of, of injuries? And seeing how that has helped has inspired me to help others in that regards. So really it's just, it's, it's about helping others and it's in using numbers to do that. And, you know, just a little bit of legwork and learning and research has, has proven to be a great experience for me. Yeah. Even just recently, Mike Stella was talking about, he has an MBA, a master's of uh, business administration, but that didn't, he didn't feel like that really helped prepare him for business. It was the, just the getting out there and doing it. And then, you know, then he was able to draw on some of that um, practical experience he had creating like a business plan. But other than that, it was mostly just try and do it and talk to some other people who are doing it and and going for it there and so again as i'm kind of in the in that process and as athletic trainers that as we're listening to this we're hearing okay there are other athletic trainers creating a business there are ones starting it even while they're working a full-time job and you know we've kind of discussed the the blending of the the family time or they're incorporating the family into this and you know hey to my wife, hey, can you proofread this? Or, hey, can you help me type this up? Or to my kids, hey, can you um, help take this picture or hold the phone and press start on the video while I record this, that kind of thing. Just incorporating them into to what we're doing to allowing it to grow. Um, so talk about some of the ways that you have managed to do full-time job and AT efficiency. Because it seems like there's with 
the number crunching, you're going to have to sit in front of a computer a lot and probably be focused and not distracted with, you know, playing with, you can't play with your kids at the same time as you're looking at numbers. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's been difficult in that regards. Um, So the good and bad thing about some of the work that I'm doing is it comes and, and spurts. So say for instance, like, um, if someone has a contract for for something for a year, that comes up maybe in in March. So I know in April that I'll be doing doing some number crunching. Um, if there is if there's someone that reaches out to me, what I like to do is I like to take my time with uh, my reports and my analysis, and I like to break that up. So, you know. It, it's 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 more of uh, more of a balance too. If there is some downtime, um, especially in the evening, that I have after my daughter goes to bed, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of that um, and breaking that up on the weekends too. So sometimes it's it's if I'm in involved in a uh, in a in a project, it's gonna be a a, um, a seven day a week process so you know in the evenings after eight I'll, I'll dedicate maybe an hour to work on something and on the weekends um, I would say no more than two to three hours to perform what I need to do so it is a balance and not only that is I am getting more work at my day job so it's not just full-time where I'm at now it's now I'm have one additional site and then I'm now I'm picking up on another additional site. So we're looking at driving up to 50 hours a week doing my day job. So I haven't reached to that many hours yet, but hopefully um, with some of the contracts, you know, we'll, we'll look at that, uh, you know, always looking uh, to, to improve upon some of the work that's been done, um, in regards to uh, AT efficiency, so looking at um, a better perspective on the on uh, improving a debt collection. So I had a discussion with someone earlier this week that is is geared and interested in data collection, and they reached out to me, and you know I said, well, let's since I need more help, why don't we work together and we can. We can uh, we can split some of some of the profits, and uh, you can get your feet wet a little bit, and I have some help to break that off because I am getting to the point where I do need some help with with AT efficiency, and that's been uh, and that was that was a sigh of relief when <laughs> when I when I talked to that individual earlier this week. So um, you know, just finding that balance and um, you know, dedicating a specific amount of time for. Uh, for work is is essential. All right, so we've covered a lot here again. As you, you talked about, you know, four point one million dollars saved, in, and again, that's an industrial setting. But in the high school setting, for for us, uh, there it's got to be a little bit more individualized because it may be that you take all the days missed uh, for that that athlete, all the treatments, and then you even have a conversation with the parents. Hey, if you were to miss a day of work, what would it cost you? And, you know, how much time would you have had would had to have taken off and this kind of things? Because some parents, are, you know, are making $100,000 a year and some parents are making $24,000 a year. And, and 
so looking at that individualized cost and then really making it specific saying, Hey, I interviewed this parent. This is what I have saved their family. Um, you know, and if they're making $24,000 a year, they don't have a lot of room in the budget to, to spend that extra $2,000 on missed work and doctor's appointments. Whereas, you know, that could have been two months, three months worth of groceries, whatever it is. Um, and so the high school setting there, but also we, we kind of covered the creating the business, the fact that you weren't a statistical analysis major, you are an athletic trainer, you worked on the high school, now you're working as an athletic trainer in the industrial setting, and you're continuing to grow. Um, is there anything else about AT efficiency, data collection that, that you feel like we should know? Um, so really at, at this point, it's, it's, it's generating that discussion, right? So it's getting that word out there and it's, it's presenting to our profession in that regards. Um, I will tell you a little bit more about the, the secondary school setting in ways that, uh, you know, we can work on, on, on showing our value is to just have that drive and initiative, right? Uh, when we look at, say, for instance, and, you know, I'm not too sure about about your situation, uh, Jeremy. Are you are you with the hospital system or? No, we are in Pasadena. We are all employed by the school. Amazing, that's great. So you know, you would be in a in a good position to show that cost savings uh, data. Uh, you might be already doing that to some degree, uh, but for others out there, um, like uh, Ohio, for instance, in some uh, in some cases, that the hospital system pays the high school to have an athletic trainer on site. And that's in return for referrals, right? So one of the things that I've worked on too is taking the flip side of that. So the AT shows value for the community, the high school that they're working with, but they also, in some cases, need to show the value to the hospital system that are paying for for this uh, for this athletic trainer to be on site at the high school in return for referrals. So. Um, you know, I've looked at uh, a local group that is, you know, looked at their referrals, um, actually did a benchmark uh, study as, as a result. So how are they comparing to other organizations in regards to referrals? And that essentially is, is for the hospital's benefit and to justify, well, do we need more athletic trainers because we're performing at this rate? You know, do we need... Uh, do we need uh, more contract? How how can we get more contracts as a result? So, I like to present that to 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 those groups in that regards for, you know, marketing of of AT services. Um, so that's also what I'm doing is taking that from the the flip side of, at the hospital's perspective. So, you know, we talked about where where we look at AT efficiency too. You know, help, hopefully working with hospital systems and improving their bottom line, especially for the sports medicine department. So there's other opportunities created for athletic trainers. So you can justify perhaps maybe a second athletic trainer at a high school that's overwhelmed because I know when I was in the high school setting, I was extremely overwhelmed where I was at, but there just wasn't any money for a second, uh, second AT. So um, that's another focus and, you know, to get the word out about, uh, of, of expanding and working with uh, with um, uh, hospital organizations and sports medicine departments. 
So the biggest thing about collecting this data is to start somewhere. And then once you start, you'll get a little bit better at it and a little bit better at it. And you'll, you'll figure out that you need to do a little bit more or what, what works for you. You know, and if it, that's a Google Doc or if that's using like Dragonfly Max, again, here at our school district, we, you know, our school district uses rank one and they're kind of steadily improving the user interface for the athletic trainer. So, you know, Dragonfly Max has the back end to, you know, it's kind of built for and by athletic trainers for specifically that. And so as athletic trainers, we just need to start collecting something somewhere um, and do it every day. And then from there get better at doing that and then once we have that two three years data or two three months data then go back and say what am I going to do with this and then you can come revisit this podcast reach out to to Scott and see if he has some information you know free tips on the website or if you're going to end up you know hiring him as a consultant then you can do that as well um and so Scott somebody wants to get a hold of you what's going to be the best way to do that yeah, so um, so you can um, you can visit my website. I have I have my my number there. But uh, if they want to reach out to me, uh, email always is good. So it's sm at atefficiency.com. Um, or a lot of people reach out to me via Facebook. Uh, I am active on that. I try to post at least uh, one article a week. Just again with with time, it, it's just so hard to 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 look over the articles and to do my own synopsis and post that. But I try to get one out per week. Um, and I have a business Facebook page that, you know, people reach out to me with that. So either, either Facebook email, um, and then my phone number is on, on the, on the website as well. And uh, always open up for that, for that discussion. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just rock and roll. And I, I think, you know, when we look at it, there is, so much opportunity for us um, and it, it starts off with just collecting those numbers now if someone is interested in learning more about how to collect and, and do some some data um, uh, Microsoft has free data analytics classes that you can take and that's what I've been doing off and on for the last um, few months and again but the, the problem is with that, they're, they're extremely time consuming um, because they have projects for you to do. It, it's free. You don't get like any certification, but you can pay like 99 bucks per course to get it to, to get a certification. Uh, I chose to do the free route at this time, but it has been beneficial to, to learn a little bit more about uh, Excel spreadsheets and how they can use them to, your advantage. There's some um, opportunities to learn more about machine learning, which is taking Excel spreadsheet to a whole new level. Um, but like I said, it's pretty time consuming. So if, if someone's interested in it, you check those out. Um, you could just type in Google Microsoft free data analytics courses. Um, and they're very, very good though. That's a great uh, tip right there. I didn't, I didn't know about that. So again, if yeah, you they have, have a bunch data, of free courses, courses on there. If you have the data, then, and you don't know what to do with it, then that's a great way to get started is, Hey, let's take the Microsoft free course, figure out some of the ways we can manipulate it, show it. Um, and then obviously, you know, reach out. We've done podcasts before with Jim Barry and Kathy Derringer about the, the AT value model. 
um, and those type things. So obviously it's, it's really important. It's a really big like buzzword in athletic training is, you know, own your impact or what's your AT value and those kind of things. And so even just today, I saw a post from a tweet from Mike Hopper and don't, don't use words like valuable or important or invaluable, but yet he is worth this much or it saves this much exact, you know, roughly $400,000 a year, that kind of thing. And so having that allows you to specifically own your impact rather than um, terms like he's important because whenever it comes to budget cuts, does that, how important is that important? Yeah. And, and no one's immune to budget cuts and that's, and I've learned that firsthand, unfortunately. Um, You know, there was a time for a good six or seven months that I had no idea. Um, So, and Mike, you know, Mike does a a phenomenal job um, with getting the word out about AT value and, and, and sharing some of his stories. So, you know, kudos to Mike and there are others out there, uh, that are um, that are doing this as well. So, you know, uh, th- th- I, I'm excited. I think this is a good time right now, um, just because more stakeholders are interested in what we can do as a healthcare profession. Just because healthcare is um, it, it is just so unstable right now in regards to, you know you know, what's this going to cost or, you know, is it going to be my medicine or is it going to be able to pay the rent? And to some degree, you know, we can help. Um, and Adam's doing a great job with having the, um, the model that he's developing uh, to have access to, to athletic trainers is in a private practice. And um, so, you know, it's just, it, it's just a great time to take advantage of, the, the uh, what's going on in healthcare right now. So speaking of Adam, Adam Halpern from Innovate AT, he's been on a lot recently. So if you want to start your own athletic training business, whether it's AT efficiency or like Mike Stella does his performance manual therapy, like Brandy Curry does leadership mastermind stuff, or Allison Strickland has like four different businesses, then jump on the Innovate AT free Facebook page. Again, if you just search for Innovate AT, you can check that out there. And then um, they also have the paid membership, which you talked about. And that's where the conversations get a little bit more deeper and intense because you're a little bit more bought in than just a free group that somebody added you to. So again, Innovate AT is a really great way to innovate in AT. So that's, again, the whole purpose is changing or innovating what we're doing as athletic trainers if you want to reach out to scott mullet sm at atefficiency.com or like you said you can find them on facebook search at efficiency and then you can go from there my some of my partners here on the sports medicine broadcast for you hydration has been rocking it with the uh, scavenger hunt so if you search social media facebook twitter instagram at hashtag sat scavenger hunt 2019 there's some really fun posts people doing some uh, fun ways to promote athletic training and for students to show off their skills and so check out free hydrations uh social media any any of those three and you'll get to see some of the stuff that we've been doing and um obviously dragonfly max big fan they're going to be hosting the podcast lounge again where i think we're going to have quite a few different athletic training podcast hosts um, as part of that this year. So Myotech, they are a sports medicine product provider. So give them a shot, check them out, see if they can uh, meet your sports medicine needs. And then 
I love the hoist hydration that my kids drink it all the time too. So check out any of those companies usually using VSMB as a coupon code works. Um, but again, if you go to sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash Frio or Hoist or Dragonfly or uh, Myotech, then any of those can take you to the link there. So Scott Mullet from AT Efficiency, helping you show your real dollar value, your return on investment. Uh, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash AT Efficiency. So for Jeremy, Scott Mullet, and thanks Adam Halpern for connecting us. That is a wrap. Thanks, guys. All right, Scott, appreciate it, man.